0: Okay, um, guys, today we have Dean from MacTactics with us, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of his background and what what brought him to pick up and dating, what he learned from it, and where it's taken him. So, hi, Dean.
1: Hey, Angel. Good to be here, man.
0: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, it's quite quite funny. Dean and I were just talking, and it turns out we're from the same side of the world, but we actually didn't know. We're both uh, from around Thailand these days, so... Uh, it's kind of, kind of funny. It illustrates the global world we in right now. So, um, yeah, well, what I wanted to start with today is um, to really go back to before you ever read any dating advice or anything like that. Um, and, you know, what was your lifestyle like? You know, where were you? And how is it that you actually got into dating advice, started reading about it and so on?
1: Oh, man, I shudder when I consider these memories taking me way back to those, uh, <laughs> those dark <laughs> days in my dating life. Well, you know, Angel, I talk a lot about uh, scarcity versus abundance. You know, a guy can either have a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality. And my attitude back in the day was one of scarcity. And a lot of guys fall under this category, I think, where you're putting all your eggs in one basket where you meet a girl and you lust after her and you want to do whatever it takes to date this girl and lock her down and make her your girlfriend. And that's the only girl in the world as far as you're concerned at that time. And when things don't work out, if she doesn't feel the same way about you or she just wants to be friends, you know, it's devastating. And uh, it's a very tough way to go through your dating life is to believe in scarcity, getting hung up on one girl and always evaluating girls in terms of which one can be your girlfriend. Um, and at that age, when I was in my you know, early 20s, a lot of my friends were getting picked off and locked down and getting, getting married. And I was I was still single. I'm still single today, thank God. And I can say thank God because at that time, had I gotten serious with a girl and gotten married, it probably would have been a big mistake because when you've got that scarcity mentality, you know, you take whatever you can get. Um, you're not thinking in terms of finding the right girl for you, the perfect girl for you and for your lifestyle. You're thinking in terms of, you know, I just need steady sex, you know, and you will take whatever comes along. Um, an analogy that I often use, Is that opening scene of that movie Saving Private Ryan, the World War II movie, where all the soldiers Mm -hmm. uh, show up in the boats on the beaches of Normandy for the big, the big invasion? Uh A lot of these guys get shot down and blown away before they even get off the boat. They die in the water. They don't even get to the beach. And then once they reach the beach, you know, probably seventy percent more of them get cut down by machine gun fire, and only a few guys make it across that beach. And I would say you and I, Angel, are guys that made it across the beach. We didn't get cut down in our prime before we ever really got in the game, and that's how most guys end up. They get cut down before they ever wind up in the game. So um, that was my lifestyle. It was, it was uh, very typical. It was getting hung up on girls, oftentimes winding up in the friend zone, um, not knowing how to escalate and take things to the next level and make women feel as attracted to me as I was to them. So that's it in a nutshell. I was in need of help. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I love the illustration on the on the on the shores
0: um, getting, getting hit <laughs> by bullets. Or, uh, it takes takes me back to the battle days. <laughs> so, um, you know, after that, you know, what happened? You know, how did you
1: first find out about dating advice? Well, my story is interesting. It's all it's all in my book Mac Tactics, which I wrote um, actually mm-hmm. prior to the game. It came out in stores uh, around the country, in um, uh-huh. 2004, 2005. What had happened was I moved out to Las Vegas after a really bad breakup. I was totally down in the dumps. Here I was in Las Vegas, which is like the, you know, the hottest chicks in the world are in Las Vegas from all over the place. The uh-huh. bars and the clubs are totally off the hook, and I still couldn't close the deal with these chicks. I felt a little bit intimidated because a lot of the, there's also a lot of guys in Las Vegas, a lot of young, good-looking guys with money throwing, throwing money all over the place. So how could I compete? So what happened was one night I'm hanging out in a bar like four in the morning after a very frustrating night at the nightclubs, and I see this guy standing near me, and he's just got four women hanging on his every word. And this guy was wearing a t-shirt, pair of ripped-up jeans, pair of sneakers, probably about five foot seven. You know, not that not that impressive to look at, but this guy had these four like incredibly hot stripper-type girls hanging on his every word. So I figured this guy must be a multimillionaire or maybe some like actor or some rock star. I don't know about. Well, it turns out I met the guy after, the, after he dismissed these four girls, got their phone numbers and gave them a kiss and told them, you know, he, he called them, sort of blew them off, which I was amazed by. Turns out the guy was a hostage negotiator. This guy actually was a hostage negotiator, the way you see, you know, what you've seen in the movies and on TV shows. But he was young and hip. He wasn't one of these grizzled old, you know, alcoholic veteran guys like you see in the movies. And we became friends I started hanging out with him and I was just fascinated by the, by the way this guy could just charm anyone. You know, he would take me around to VIP clubs and bars and it's like everybody knew this guy and he could literally approach any girl in the place, start talking to her, have her laughing and just all over him within minutes and then steer it to wherever he wanted to go. Now as time went on and I saw him do this night after night after night with really, really hot women, I started to understand that what he was doing was he was using certain strategies and communication techniques of negotiation when he interacted with people. Because being a negotiator is all about learning how to build a bond with somebody very fast and very effectively to win them over to your side, to build comfort and to build trust, and then sort of guide the interaction to where you want it to go. At the same time, using certain trigger words and certain phrases to influence the person's you know, emotional state. So, you know, I started learning this stuff from him. I started applying it to my own interactions with girls. And I started getting way more successful. So I thought, this is is a book. You know, I was looking to write a book at that time. I was a journalist. I thought, this is going to be a home run. You know, we'll do a book that applies hostage negotiation to interacting with women. And that's when I discovered the whole seduction community. I thought I was on to something that nobody else had ever written about. But then I thought Uh over the Internet... That there, was, there were layers, and there were there were gurus. I learned about mystery. I learned about Neil Strauss, and then the game came out, which which um, sort of beat me to the punch and was a, was a huge bestseller. Um, and I learned about all these. Well, I started to study them as well. I synthesized some of their stuff into the Mac Tactics program, uh, but always tweaking it and always and always field testing it to make sure that it worked. And so Mac Tactics, you know, has um is influenced to some degree by the by the best seduction artists. But a lot of the material in there is very fresh that you've never seen before, um, whereas a lot of the stuff today I feel is very recycled. A lot of guys read a few books, go to a few seminars, and then say, well, now I can be a guru too. And <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. It's not authentic.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a really interesting way to get into this. Who would have thought a hostage negotiator? Man, well, I can, I can understand the guy would be very laid back and cool in, no matter what the situation, right? He's not going to be affected by the girls around him for sure. That's, that's pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, knowing how to manage stress levels is really a big part of the game. You know, when you approach a woman, her first mission is, you know, is to feel stressed out. Who is this guy? What does he want from me? Knowing how to manage that stress by using language is a very powerful tool.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, other, other than this guy, um, did, did you find anything particularly useful? You said, you know, you heard about the seduction community. Um, you know, Mystery and those guys, you know, is there anything in particular you find useful from from some of the gurus out there or or some of the products or or just any of the techniques that they they used?
1: I enjoyed Mystery's material a a lot, and Mystery is definitely an innovator, the way he broke down the whole process of seduction into steps, you know, Uh and the way he analyzed it, which was very interesting to me, Um, and he's very good at it. I know he's the Uh genuine article. Um, However, you know, a lot of these guys are drawing lessons from his material, and then using it um, improperly. Uh, a lot of guys are getting hung up on trying to be the most clever guy in the bar, using these, these routines and these patterns and then these little stories. Um, but it's like learning enough karate to get your butt kicked. In a lot of cases, these guys have enough so-called <laughs> game to walk up to to walk up to a group of girls and you know get their opinion on something. But they have no idea how to take it from, they have no idea how to take it from there. And with my friends and I. We've always defined success by, you know, getting laid or getting girlfriends. I don't care about being the most clever guy in the bar wearing a top hat and and a a feather boa around my neck and black fingernail polish. I want to be the guy who slips in there under the radar and leaves at the end of the night with a really hot chick. That's how I define success. And so his stuff was, you know, definitely valid. Um, A good friend of mine is Carlos Zuma, who's a well-known dating coach. And Carlos' approach is all about helping guys to, uh, you know, unlock and unleash the alpha man inside of them. So he's he's really strong in masculinity. That's sort of his angle on this. Uh And um, I believe in that very strongly. Carlos and I wrote a book together called The Alpha Rules, which has been pretty popular. Mm. So um, Carlos is definitely an influence. And uh, David D'Angelo is is a terrific writer. Um, The way he breaks down attraction and how attraction is not a choice, but Mm. it's something you can actually trigger in a woman, Um, that's good stuff as well. A lot of the newer stuff I feel is recycling a lot of the, okay. the, the innovators. So um, those, are the, those are the guys that I would, that I would say um, have been influential for me.
0: Okay, thanks, Dean. Um, I didn't actually uh, you know, find out when, when you got into this really exactly what, what the date was to give a better you know, um, idea to, to our users. You know, you've been around, obviously, a long time. Um, so, so when was it, you know, that you met the hostage negotiator, and, and you started writing your book and so on?
1: That was back in two thousand and four, and the book came out around that time period. Um, okay. <clears throat> since then, I've expanded upon it. You know, we've built a company, and uh, you know, now there are there's an entire line of products that I've created that I've worked on with other, you know, top guys in the in this business. Mm-hmm. And also products that I promote, the ones that I feel are, are just, you know, absolutely superior, you know, the one, those are the ones you'll also see featured on my websites.
0: Yeah, okay, that's cool. All right, um, so, you know, after, after you've learned all of this stuff, you know, um, what happened with your dating lifestyle? Could you give me some kind of comparison between, you know, what you said it was before and what it is today? You know, what, what is your ideal dating lifestyle and are you there today?
1: I'm there today. My ideal dating lifestyle is all about having options. You know, I came to learn that really at this time of my life, I'm not looking to get married and, and to have kids and to settle down. If that's your goal, more power to you. It's not mine right now. And so having options is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Not getting hung up on a girl. And, and also, no matter how beautiful a woman is, if she doesn't accept my lifestyle and complement my lifestyle, you know, in other words, make my lifestyle better and help me achieve what I want to achieve, uh-huh. then she's out of the picture. She's out of the picture. I'm on to the next. And, uh... So I've been through a lot of women, and they accuse me of being a player, but, you know, really, they're just not measuring up to what I need, and that's, that's the abundance mentality that I referred to earlier. So my dating lifestyle uh, is very full. I can always pick up – I mean, I might not go out for a week, so I'm, I'm holed up, you know, writing and working, but it's nice to know I can always pick up my phone and send out a text message or make a phone call and line up a date, you know, within two minutes. It's not a problem.
0: yeah. Again, that's a great point on the player, because, you know, we often hear, hear you know, the issue that the guys don't want to be players, um, and they don't want to be called players by girls. Um, but that's a great point that, you know, that, um, you know if, if you're dating girls, you're actually looking potentially for um, a girl that can actually match your expectations. Um, and sometimes that means going through, uh, you know, a few dates uh, or many dates with girls, right?
1: Yeah. A lot of beautiful women are very needy and very jealous and very lazy as far as uh, what they bring to the table. They've been coasting on their looks for so long and there are so many guys desperate to be with them and to spend 24 hours a day with them that it sort of messes with their head when they start, you know, getting involved with a guy like me because I just don't play into their trap, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to maintain my independence. And, um, you know, I've been with enough women now that I know what I'm looking for. And that's a really powerful position to be in when that girl comes along. And it's not, just, it's not just about finding the right girl. It's about the timing, your own timing. What are you ready for at that stage in your life?
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point, too. I think a lot of guys don't, don't really think about that. Um, so on your sort of journey, um, what would you say the three big things were that you learned or you changed that, you know, contributed to successful women?
1: Well, learning how to control conversations has always been a big thing that I've always worked on, (laughs) Uh and you know, one of the very strong points of Mac tactics is using language and um, verbal skills, Mm and you know, there's there's ten Mac commandments in the book, and one of the Mac commandments is three-quarters of Macking is listening, understanding how to listen to women and how to sort of invisibly guide the conversation so that you plant seeds in her mind about your own positive qualities and why she should want to be with you without ever trying to, you know, sound sound like you're bragging or anything. Uh-huh. And also getting, and also touching on topics to get her to share and reveal things. So you know, most guys just plunge into these conversations with no game, no edgy strategy, and it turns into a job interview. It turns to like, so what's your name? Where are you from? Have you been there before? Blah, blah, blah. and you're sort of stuck in You're not taking this thing anywhere. And after another ten minutes, she's getting a little bit fidgety, and then she says to you, "I have to go find my friend now." We've all been in that situation, <laughs> and she's out of there. So knowing how to manage, control, and guide the conversations was a big step for me. Um, Secondly, I stopped dating girls in the conventional way, you know, calling a girl up and saying, well, maybe if you're free sometime, we could do something and taking her out to an expensive restaurant to try to impress her or taking her to the movies, which is totally pointless. You're sitting in the dark not saying anything for two hours. What kind of an interaction is that, right? Right. Instead of spending money on women and dating them in that way, instead of courting women and whining and dining women, I started doing it all on my terms. You know, I invite girls to accompany me on cool activities that I've already got in motion. And if I bring them out to meet them, You know, it's not at a restaurant where I'm going to spend $100. It's for a cup of coffee, for a drink at a cool bar, maybe going to you know, sort of an outdoor festival or even taking the girl along with me when I shop to get her opinion on st- stuff that I want to buy. So you flip the script in terms of how you date women, and you become much more successful, in my opinion. Also, taking girls out and lining and dining them, it backfires. I mean, I used to do that all the time. And how many times did I actually get laid as a result of taking a girl out to a fancy dinner? Almost never. I got a handshake at the end of the night because there's too much expectations. You know, she's thinking to herself, well, what does this guy expect from me for spending all this money? And then you're not really comfortable either because you're thinking, well, I'd better get something at the end of the night for all this money I'm shelling out. So <laughs> when you date girls in the conventional way, it often backfires. It's one of the great myths, I think, of dating that you have to play by those rules, you know? So that's number two. And then number three, I guess, would be learning how to escalate and be flirtatious, you know, and how to, how to guide things towards the close. Because a lot of guys, you know, they get so intimidated and, and so nervous they don't want to. They don't want to risk it. And then a lot of guys wind up thinking, well, at least if we're friends, it's better than nothing, you know. But I don't waste time on that. I know how to escalate, take things towards the close, and then decide, you know, whether or not I want to see this girl again, whether she's a possible girlfriend. Um, but I'm willing to gamble a little bit, you know. I mean, I lived in Vegas for a while. I know all about gambling, and you've got to risk to win. So um, those are my those are my three. I think that I, that uh, the three changes that I made in my own game that have gotten me success. Dean, great. Uh, really good overview there. So um,
0: has, it, has it led to a difference in the type of girls you dated before and now?
1: Um, I've always loved beautiful, exotic women from all, from different cultures. That's always been my sort of fascination. So the women have remained the same. There's a lot more of them these days, certainly. But I think the women would say there's a difference in me, you know, as far as how, my, how I carry myself and my level of confidence. Um, I've also had the opportunity to date a lot of women from different countries because I travel a lot, which was always a goal of mine. And I think that when I talk about travel and all the opportunities that opened up for me as far as dating and sex, um, it never would have been possible if I hadn't gotten my game together. I think you would agree with me that most guys, when they lack a game and lack confidence, they wind up grabbing onto the first role they can, getting married, having a kid or two, and they shelve all those other goals and dreams because they're just trying to hold on to that relationship. because It's the best they think they can do. So all those other goals and passions they have for themselves earlier in life sort of go out the window. When you've got game and you've got confidence, you know it becomes, a, it becomes a bigger picture thing. Once you know your dating life is handled, you are free to pursue all kinds of other things and, and not worry about the dating aspect. And that could mean going for a career that's a bit risky, but it's what you really, really want to do. Um, it could be living, moving, could be pulling up stakes and moving to another town or to another country, you know? Um, your options and your horizons are broadened when you've got the dating portion of your life handled. But it's only one part of the picture, you know? I talk about bigger picture lifestyle stuff in my pro- programs.
0: That's a, that's a great point. You're not, you're not the first to, men- to mention this on these interviews either. And, and that just, you know, um, points to how, how important that fact is. That you know, this is actually something that uh, supports your whole life. Really, it improves your whole life,
1: and it's not just about dating at the end of the day. So, uh, and not knowing and not knowing, how to, not knowing how to get women and not being confident can literally ruin your whole life. Right? Because, um, you know, you, you you might wind up in your 40s, uh, divorced, uh, broke, depressed, and you and you thinking back, you just you just blew the last 20 years of your life on a bad relationship that you never would have gotten into um, if you'd had the confidence to date other women and been able to. Yeah, certainly. Or if you had the confidence to not be chasing women
0: for 20 years and not get anywhere, right? That would be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible waste of time. So uh, is there any special dating experience, like a uh, really, you know, I know one special girl you met or, you know, some great experience you had since you started on this whole, whole trip?
1: Well, I've run the gamut. You know, I've dated women from all backgrounds, all ethnicities, uh-huh. um, in New York, in New York City, in, in Los Angeles, and then in Las Vegas, where I actually lived with a stripper for two years. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was the foundation of my program on on um, how to seduce strippers. I get, I've got a lot of experience in that area. Uh-huh. That was actually a real crash course in sort of uh, male female psychology. Um, uh-huh. I was Living with the stripper, she was one of the top strippers you know, in Vegas at one of the top clubs, pulling down $2,000 a night sometimes. Uh Um, And all of her friends were strippers. So I would throw barbecues at my house and swimming pool parties, and it would be all strippers. And I was like the only guy there. I felt like, you know, a a young Hugh Hefner. It was fantastic. Um, But by talking to these girls, I really got a deeper understanding of... um, you know, how easy it is to manipulate men <laughs> <can> spend money <laughs> right. bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So all, all, all that experience got poured into my program on strip club seduction, it's called. It's a fascinating program, and it's totally the real deal because uh, I've been there, and, you know, for a long time in Las Vegas, strip clubs were like my singles bars. I would go in there with, with the mission of picking up women, and I learned how to do it. So that was a great really experience, and uh, now it's a lot of travel. You know, I've dated women from countries that are from, that are from small provinces, and I've dated women who are actresses and models, you know, over in Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's a wide range of experience. Um, it's hard to pick one ideal dating experience, because there are times when I want to be in a relationship and I want, you know, that security with one woman. Then there are times when I want to totally blow it out and you know, be, a, be a rock star, you know. And the yeah. cool thing is, I've got the ability to do both.
0: So that's, that's great. Um, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Okay, so you know, you've given us a few hints um, as to some of your products and, and, and stuff you've had out. But you know, I want to hear really, um, you know, have you got any recent going-ons or any upcoming events or any products in, in particular
1: you, you can talk to our users about? Well, if you go to mactactics.com, um, Watch some free instructional videos. You can download a free ninety-five page book, which contains a lot of techniques, a lot of information. It's all free. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. the, in the website, you'll find a number of new products we've got out. Um, one of the most popular is one called Dating Younger Women, which mm-hmm. is amazing because because I actually reached out to all of my connections in the seduction industry, and the program includes over twelve hours of interviews with many of the top guys in the game. Okay. who shared all their secrets for dating under women and um, how to master that aspect of your dating life. Um, also, I mentioned the Strip Club program. It's also very popular. Um, and I have a new one called The Ultimate Approach, which is all about approaching women. And um, I would urge you to go to Mac Tactics and check it out because there's also a link there to my blog, which is constantly updated with a lot of cool free stuff and a lot of great articles. So MacTactics.com, m-a-c-k-tactics.com, M-A-C-K-tactics.com That's your gateway to this whole world of what I'm talking about. Great. Well, thanks, Dean. It's been
0: awesome having you here today, and I look forward to seeing you soon on the East Asia.
1: I'll see you there, Angel. Thank you very much. All right, man. Take care.